Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon Podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Fantastic. Uh, it's as simple as ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 129. I'm your host, Jay. Excuse me while I flick my big. And I'll light my butane torch. I don't, I don't See, know. Now and you're kind of a sip of water. No, now you're messing with the whole rotation, man. Because, <laughs> because Mr. Bachman over here. Mr. Bachman had said, no, it's not right. It doesn't feel or sound right if you're not flicking your bick. And I had to agree with him. So so I've stuck with the moniker, as you could say, you know, the (laughs) mantra of flicking your bick in a in a spiritual kind of, you know, hypothetical kind of ethereal sense. And I've got myself an E-roll pen that uh josh you know the one i'm talking about yeah and uh so i did in fact inhale off of the e-roll pen but under the guise of having flicked my pick but you went ahead and just you know as you tend to do like to rip that curtain from the fucking window and let the light shine in so that's what we're actually doing we're actually we're actually inhaling our vaporizers but that doesn't sound half as cool as flicking our bicks right yeah it sounds pretty douchebaggery (laughs) <laughs> Let me take a puff off my vaping. Uh, nobody wants to hear that shit. Oh, sorry, uh, my giant beard's getting in the way of my microphone. I can't even reach my microphone between my unnecessary beard, my flannel collar, and my big, huge glasses. That I don't need. Uh, that's Anthony Bachman. He's over in Idaho. Uh, then there was Josh Hawks, and he's over in Colorado. Uh, then you got Francis Fernandez. He's over in California. And you got Jason Webb. He's way across the pond over in the UK in the Britain over there. Uh, hello and welcome. Everybody is here. We have convened because it happened today, kids. It finally happened. The, the Force Awakens dropped. The teaser, ta- trailer, whatever the hell you want to call it, it dropped. It dropped like a ton of fucking bricks. It's dropped on my head in many good ways and many confusing ways, which I've been hearing is is generally the same response across the crashing of the internet. 
So uh, my first initial response to it was extreme pleasure in that it seems to be mixing a lot of the original and the, the prequel trilogies. As far as technology and kind of look and style, uh, the, 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 the look of the movie is very, very original trilogy. The style of the movie I found to be, you know, quite updated. It did look digital but cleaner and uh, that, that beautiful combination I've always loved of digital and practical. That's when you, you truly master it. So I, I thought that was, that was my first initial response was it looks fucking good. And we all know how J.J. can make flying look and stuff. Like we've seen that in a few of his movies. And, of course, without saying, you know, the ships and the Millennium Falcon, that was amazing. Uh, a lot of big discussion about the uh i don't even know what to call it uh the broad saber let's go with broad saber because what the hell are those hilt blades for no one can really figure it out stabbing um, yeah stabbing no it's to protect it's there i've guards. heard that too but it could also slice through the thing so yeah go at it what, what does anyone think what were your initial reactions after your first viewings it just looks good <laughs> I was gonna say after it hit, yeah. what fucking hit next was the memes. Dear God, by the yeah. time I got home from work and opened up my Facebook, fucking meme tornado. Fucking, they see me rolling, they be hating. That oh, fucking yeah. soccer yeah, ball robot Detroit. already has like thirty-seven memes. Oh yeah, what the fuck? The the best one <laughs> I saw today was courtesy of uh, ADO Attention Deficit Order, <sighs> uh, ADO podcast uh adio radio guys this was so good it was a still shot of john boyega uh in the desert with the stormtrooper outfit and the caption said we ain't found shit oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice Abs i did like that the the first image was a practical shot of someone in a suit just like on a stage Yes. So it was. It wasn't a spaceship. It wasn't you know some big CGI thing. It's like here's a character you don't know shit about him, but you're gonna want to know why the fuck he's in the situation that he's in. Yes. Start wondering. Like yeah. that was a great way to start the little <laughs> teaser trailer. Well, that yeah, is, it was just like a, a confused stormtrooper. It fits a right. lot of the rumors we so have heard though. A lot of the rumors about how he crash lands on a planet, which starts his adventure. Right, because he's the main character. That's he's the focal point. Him and the the girl on the speeder. Yes, are the two main characters. So. That sure looked like stormtrooper armor to me. He probably oh, yes. was. It's, yeah, it's the new yeah. stormtrooper armor, but I'm thinking it's more of his character's probably doing like a you know a Luke Han thing. He's running away in stolen stormtrooper mm, armor. Mm, okay, would be my okay. guess. That I've heard that too. That he could be a rebel in disguise. But uh, what if he's? What if he is just? Uh, the, one of the ori like original rumors was that he's a stormtrooper who crash lands on a planet, and uh, for some reason has to you know go through whatever adventure he's got to go through. But also Daisy there, she looked very comfortable. Like, do you think like they, that planet is her natural surroundings? Oh, she's somebody's kid. She's someone's daughter. <laughs> You're you're just you're yeah that's probably you're probably right. That's... I'm throwing it out there. She has to be. She has the yeah. you know she has the confidence, the look, you know. I think she's definitely she had the speeder, you know. She had the speeder, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's she's gonna be somebody one... flying across the desert at some point. That's just it's a rule. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to have to help each other in some way. Like, their paths obviously cross, which will lead her to being like, oh, you got to come meet my dad then. And then, you know, he, go, he goes to meet Han. But, yeah, that's good. That's that's the biggest question, I think, or one of the two big questions that came out of it, out of watching the trailer was that and who the Sith Lord is. What about, like, the SWAT team, you know, stormtrooper scene looking thing? <laughs> that just <laughs> looked badass. Yeah, the new armor's sweet. Yeah. The, the new, I, the I new helmets it. look pretty badass. Well, I was going to say, there's a whole lot of members of the 501 whose families are about to not see them for about at least <laughs> a month to six months. Because uh, I'm sure they're already in the basement drawing up plans We're, it's, in no time. I, I bet you before the movie comes out, because of the trailer, we see, we see actually made new uniforms at cons of the new Stormtroopers. It's possible. No, yeah. I guarantee it. There's no way it can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll be coming out. Yeah, people get all over that shit. But yeah, that looked cool. But I mean, that Sith Lord. Yeah, you can question the lightsaber, but his whole look, Mate, his oh. whole demeanor, his whole outfit. I just read an article, actually. Okay. It was a theory. There was a theory. That that's actually Benedict Cumberpatch. What? As who? <laughs> As the Sith Lord in the... Wait, is he the one doing the voiceover? I think so. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah, like him. Yeah, I saw it that sounds... same article. That yeah, someone yeah. people think that that might be Cumberbatch's voice doing like a, something digitally, and then that that's actually him as either the Sith. And people are saying Sith Lord, but it could be Sith Lord or Sith Apprentice. Or well, I've also heard just Sith fanatic. Hmm? Like yes. someone kind of yeah. self-trained in the ways because they are all about it, you know. Well, because the rules he... with the Sith were always there was always two. Yeah, in canon. And so my question coming out of this was going into this movie at the end of episode six, we have Luke and Leia are, Mm -hmm. you know, one's partially trained as a Jedi and the other one basically woke up to the idea that she's a Jedi. And then allegedly Vader's dead and allegedly (coughs) the Emperor's dead. So there are no Siths. I mean, isn't that correct for what's actually that is correct as far as what I can tell you. Yeah. So we have either an apprentice looking for a master for the Siths. Or we have a master looking for an apprentice. Yes. Or a long dead Sith awakening for the first time. There to you a go. World There's, unknown. This is the big thing: is you can't. They basically tell us in one line what the movie's about, and we have to figure it out. They've always done that. Every movie is exactly what happens in one line. Well. And you know, so we got to think. The Force Awakens. I think you're very, very close on that line, Francis. That. This is an awakening of some sort, whether it's a new character, whether it's old ways or uh, a new character discovering the old ways or, like you say, an old, you know, reawakened Sith. It's got to be along those lines somewhere. Well, we also saw an article or something that said that uh, Luke now has, like, the Force Unleashed type powers. Oh, he's that powerful. Well, we've heard that might be the big twist, that he's, that could be him. Like there's been word that he's the bad guy. He's the good. That's yeah. going to be the big twist in that in that one. You know, that's something that the prequels were kind of lacking. There was no twist that surprised anybody because they all knew it was coming. They all knew Sidious was the emperor, and they all knew Anakin would turn. So mm-hmm. that kind of you know there was no big "I am your father" moment, and they're definitely going to try to do that in this. I, the, 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 the oh, twist boy. in the, the original trilogy is Jar Jar lives. 
That's the twist. That's so many people. That's just bad writing. Oh, right. That's, right. that's bad writing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put him in. It still confuses me. They put him in such a pivotal point. Like, it's because of him the Emperor gets his fucking powers. You know? Yeah. So it's totally screwed up. I was really disappointed. And that's one thing about the Legends canon split that really broke my heart was Darth Plagueis is Legends and not canon. Because mm-hmm. that novel fits to it. T. There's nothing in that novel that needs to be changed or ignored in order to continue forward with a completely different story. It was mm-hmm. literally like just like a, a, a like a pre a prologue to Phantom Menace, and it it really broke my heart. It's it's my favorite Star Wars novel. It's unbelievably good. The last third of it takes place at the same time as Phantom Menace. Here's the here's the twist. Rebels is going to tell you who this guy is rebels that the new Good. rebels cartoon will be the thing that reveals kind of what's going to go on in this episode. It just awesome. it, it, to me. I saw the pilot. It was a good pilot. It's, it's been a pretty good series. This seems to make sense. You know, you're, you, you have a, uh, such a, now that they're kind of taken away from all of the books and comics and whatnot, and kind of just ignoring that history, you got to build it up somewhere. So you have two whole series, uh, the Clone Wars and, and Rebels, to just kind of pluck and pick. Like, okay, well, the Clone Wars can... is done, right? But you can still pick characters from the Clone oh, Wars okay, that could yeah. still be alive. Gotcha. Yeah, and, they're and... still part of canon. Yeah, gotcha. like they are now in. The... Yeah, they're now part of canon. So they well, can here's do... the thing, though. This show, you got to look at the timing. That this show is going to have what two or three seasons under its belt if it lasts until the movie comes out. So mm-hmm. if it introduces this character, it's got to be a character that is introduced in Rebels that is n- then not heard of for another 30, 40 years, right? Uh, and the show sure. would have to continue. Like, what happens if the show keeps going after the movie comes out? It's like Marvel's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers. They're both owned by the same company. They could easily just kind of meld the worlds together. But they're at the same time. Right. These aren't at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, a character that's in one would have to be a different version of the character that's in the other. Right. Yeah. Well, but the, you notice he's tattered up. Right. That's Sith Lord. He's got like tattered robes. He's got what I think are actually fairly old robes. Like it's he, what it's, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. It's so, Which makes me believe he's an ancient Sith of some sort because it looks really messed up, uh, you know, just kind of things you wouldn't see. Uh, in any of the uh, movies, I think I don't think you've ever seen that outfit ever. In that I would planet. flip my shit if it was Darth Revan waking up. <laughs> keep talking about this, dude. People want because it, it does That'd look like him. That kinda, would be the eh? best. It, it kind of there's definitely after resemblance. playing all those damn games, like yes. that would just be amazing. They and, and they've yes. said they're not going to exclude it all. Like they might pick and choose. Yeah, it may not be can, the Reven you they know. They can pick and choose anything, but yeah, it just yeah. it'd be good. It's such a cool look too. The mask, oh, underneath the, the mask, mask. yeah. If yeah. they just give him the name, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a great name too. It could be the character, but under different circumstances. Right. Yeah. Jay, you're mad about the the Darth Plagueis book. Guess what I'm finally reading? What? The Thrawn trilogy. <laughs> dude, I just dude. finally got the graphic novel complete set, and I'm two thirds of the way through it. Okay, right in time for the movies that are going to completely ignore it. Well, at least you oh. got the graphic <laughs> novels, and you're actually not going to sit down and read the fucking. <laughs> well, the, it, oh, the, the it was cheaper book. to buy the combined graphic novel on Amazon than it was to buy the three books. Yeah, yeah so I was like, ah, I'm getting the comics. Really good. 
It's At least now I know who the fuck series. Mara Jade is. You know? I, I don't. I didn't read the first two, so yeah, I had a little issue trying to figure out who Mara Jade was. I was at that a little point, sad but... about that because she fit really well over the years, because there were many, many, many dozens of novels that included her and her and Luke's relationship actually grew, and because <clears throat> she was originally a hand of the Emperor, and she was tasked with killing Luke Skywalker. And after tracking him down and going to assassinate him, she fell for him. And, you know, they ended up... As they do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they ended up getting married and having little, you know, no more Ben Skywalker then, you know, because they had little Ben Skywalker and shit, so... You know what I thought was really cool about the trailer? And she even died. It got to a point where she had to sacrifice herself, but yeah. Uh, more that it's excited me more than the uh, the Sith sword was the uh, satellite dish on the top of the Falcon was different. Oh jeez. Yeah, we heard this a lot. Wow, time you noticed ago. it. Satellite yeah. dishes and shit. All I saw was the Falcon. I just squeed and I was done. Well, people don't remember that it lost. Hell yeah, I squeed. That that's that fucking John Williams soundtrack kicked in and it showed the goddamn Falcon. Like yeah, bitch. It was amazing. I almost got in trouble at work. Do you remember when it lost it though? It's lost well, yeah, its yeah, yeah. original satellite dish. Yeah, I'm so. not. I'm not shocked that you know. Like I don't you're, know. You're shocked I know that they I, stayed with the story. I just think it's cool that yeah. I think they stuck with the <laughs> that story. It, that that it was, accurate. Yeah, I'm a continuity person. Yeah, you don't well, understand. Just because they're building a new continuity doesn't mean they're not going to make it fucking accurate as shit. Well, know? no, but yeah. I'm just. It, a little yeah. thing like that's a little tiny thing that people may or may not have even paid attention to. What do you think's up with the soccer ball? It's too much of a soccer ball, right? Who cares? It's Star Wars. <laughs> Is it a soccer ball? It's like, Star Wars. It's yeah, a, it is. Yeah, I know it's, it's a soccer Star ball. Wars, but, you know. It does look well, like a, yeah. Have any of you guys seen Interstellar? No. Uh, no. I, I don't have three hours of my life to, to, to give yeah, to that movie. It is so you have to like be ready to think and like process and deal with large concepts. But in that film, fucking Christopher Nolan comes up with a brand new concept for robots that you've never seen before in sci-fi. Ooh. And so the idea that they're trying to do like a robot that's a soccer ball, I just like the idea of, hey, we're going to do a different robot. There's literally robots in Interstellar you've never seen anywhere else before that operate in ways you've never seen. It's well, fucking amazing. Hold on a sec, though. I don't think that's part of the droid. Isn't the, the droid just the little thing, and it's on top of like a child's ball rolling along? I don't it, know. I can't tell from that little it looks tiny like, trailer. I think it's the whole thing's it. a droid. I think it's a droid. It looks like it's all because it's the same color, and it's it looks like so, it's all one. Really? Machine. So it's literally it's like a Dyson ball. It's like a Dyson droid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Droid by Dyson. Why yes. wouldn't there be droids by Dyson? If he make he he makes everything else better, why wouldn't he make a better droid? It, it, allows and he, it, it would sell up the signs and say, "This is the droid you're looking for." <laughs> now, did you guys see the fan-made trailers, the the big two ones that were going around? I did not. The only one I saw was the Rick Astley one. Oh, that oh, was yes. that's oh, yeah. the third yeah. big yeah. one. That, that, that was that was that was pretty awesome. was everywhere. Man, it wouldn't stop. Hey, well, it's nice. The internet hasn't had a good Rick roll in a while, man. So very true, and I think that one rolled a whole lot of people. It I think rolled so. very well. There was a new radio station that started here two summers ago called, uh, <clears throat> uh, what's it called? Boom, and they play seventies, eighties, and nineties. And, but it's a really good mix. It's a fantastic. They play Rick Astley is what they play. Well, no, they don't have like just Rick Astley. DJs. What they did was for. 
hold on a sec. You're not so far off. For a, a solid like week or two before they went on air, they played Never Gonna Give You Up 24 hours a day, seven days a week for like a week or two. <laughs> song That's after awesome. song. It ended or and started constantly. Right. So at any time, you could put on this radio station and know you would hear that playing. And the fun we had with it, because you know you could pull up anywhere, and if it was appropriate to have that song playing, you could blast it on your radio. That's and awesome. It was incredible. <laughs> they they Rick rolled the yeah. like the province for like a week. It was fucking great. <laughs> but the trailers, the two fan made ones, were actually really really well made. I would actually recommend watching them, even if you don't you know even know they're fan made. They are amazing. There's one that went along with uh, the rumor of his lightsaber floating through space. I don't know if you guys had ever heard that rumor, but there was a rumor that the opening shot of the movie is actually going to be Luke's lightsaber floating through space after getting chopped off his hand, you know? Well, that's a shitty way to start your day. It is. (laughs) And then the lightsaber lands on a planet or some kind of shit. So I don't don't think... Let's just hope it's the hand he's already lost. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, Jesus. don't cut off my good hand. Huh? Oh, Twice? Like, what are the possibilities of that? Robot hand. <laughs> oh, but man, yeah, it looks good. The new X-Wings look amazing, blasting over the water like that. And that was pretty awesome. And coming out. Like, man. And we've never seen the Falcon fly like that, have we? No, it was uh, definitely not, not Han flying it because it wasn't just lazily listing to the left. Yeah, it wasn't just to the left. <laughs> as an wow. <laughs> wow. You guys really said that. <laughs> I went there. Take evasive maneuvers. Yeah. Lean to the left. Uh, <laughs> Never catch uh, I, I, Man, I just can't wait to see how it fits. Even that planet, It was. Uh, we haven't seen a snowy, woody planet like where the Sith Lord was. Oh, right, yeah. That's a very new type setting for Star Wars. You know where I have seen that, though? Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You see a lot of snowy, wooded area in that game. Like, it's Man, a you're almost deal. leading credence to the whole Darth Raven thing, man. Like, it's Or is there. it Endor? Is, did you think it snows on Endor? Nah. Sorry, on the forest moon of Endor? Why do you I think don't... them Ewoks are so furry, man? It gets cold. That's true. Oh, that's true. Good point. Otherwise, they'd Evolution. be shaved down like naked chihuahuas. Yeah, uh, our good, uh, our good boy. Uh, what's his name there? Um, oh my uh, god, I'm blanking out on Wicket's name. Warwick Davis. Yeah, he's good. He's in the flick. They've put him in. Eh? I'm not sure what he's playing, but uh, they're giving him a Something role of some small. sort. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Luke Skywalker's step stool. There you go. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's inside the soccer ball droid. There you go. But, oh, this really sucks. Oh, shit. Ah, crap. Oh, man. Yeah, but Let that's... Him on tumble dry. Yeah. That's what I'm most, most happiest about seeing. My favorite thing was the mix of how... How new and crisp it looks with the old style stuff in it, you know. It's uh, that impresses me to no end. Like, it just it looked amazing. Yeah, nothing, nothing in it looked like just the full blown CGI scenes of the prequels. It's like, hey, look, nothing exists in this panel except green screen. Yay! Yeah, like you know, he looked like he was in a <laughs> desert there for sure. 
you know, and they definitely did their exterior shots. But you know what? There were some things I was thinking back to about too, like in the, you know, in the Phantom Menace, you can't forget how beautiful the pod race was. Like, yeah, the pod race was quite impressive. Like, and I think they did a lot of just like straight desert shots for that. I don't think tons. Well, probably tons of it was like digital and the caverns and mountains, but I think they probably used a lot of actual, you know, like location shots. Yeah. For that. Yeah. To get the color of the sand. <laughs> well and it's got to be nice too that the opening shot is john boyega so that's what the third black person in the galaxy far far away nice. wait wait i read oh I, if i could find that article they named like seven people in the star wars universe who are black no way i thought cause you got lando and you got the queen amagala's like city guard dude Right, and then there was Those like are the only two I can think of. Captain there was a Prince. rebel pilot. Well, there was this dude there named was... Mace Windu. There was Mace Windu, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, see, yeah, in my head, Sam Jackson's not even black. He's his own thing. He's <laughs> just <laughs> Sam fucking Jackson. Sam Jackson. I ain't black. Yeah, exactly. I'm Sam Jackson. <laughs> That's a good point. That's actually a good point. I can't argue with that. Hell, the stands for badass motherfucker. Well, exactly. it's, you know, it's yeah, kind of funny. John Boyega would have made a great young Mace Windu too. Uh, after, after Attack the Block, I don't give a fuck what character he's gonna be. He's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, he was. Bad that kid has a very, movie. very cool style of acting. I yeah. like watching him. He's cool. It's uh, it's fun, and and her and the chick too. Like, I don't know. I'm excited to see just from just from watching her ride away on a speeder bike and how well she handled it. I'm excited to see what she can do. <laughs> She's a Jedi, I'm telling you now. What is that, some sort of like woman driving joke or something? So oh, do you think she's hiding out with Luke then, maybe? All I know is Luke better not be living in a cave in the desert calling himself Old Man Skywalker. Because if that's the case, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> okay, question for you. How how far has Leia gone with her Jedi training, if any? <coughs> None, I say, I say zero. You say zero? Yeah. I say if she's not equal, almost equal to Luke, it's going to be kind of sad. Yeah. Well, wasn't in the books. She was still kind of training. She had some, she had the, you know, kind of spidey sense. That's how they went with the books. She had her own lightsaber, man. Yeah, she eventually got pretty good. She, by the, most of the stories I've read, by the time Luke's like the Jedi master, she's at least to the point where he was at the end of the, at the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Well, she yeah. was at least really good. Well, what do you think she's up to even? You think she's the leader of the rebellion? Because we know there is a rebellion. We see the guys. We see the X-Wing fighter pilot helmets. They've got the rebellion symbol on there. We know the Empire is trying to still be around and grow. So, like, do you think Leia's running that shit? She, that would make sense that she's, like, the, the head of the rebellion, right? Yeah, what, she was the daughter of a politician. Yeah, like... What do the books or say? Like, raise what the, the daughter say? Well, the books start the new, like, the Empire falls very quickly and disintegrates into the Imperial <laughs> Remnant, which is a tiny piece of space off in nowhere where they're all kind of, you know, yeah. gathered. And, and the then rebellion becomes the Republic. Yeah, there's a new, re the new Republic. You know, yeah, they start the New Republic, which eventually itself actually implodes with the Yuuzhan Vong War. And then after that is started uh, the Galactic Senate, I believe it's called. And uh, that was like kind of a smaller version of the Republic. So that's what's going to be interesting. In what state is the universe at this point? Is the galaxy at least? Because these, you know, it looks like they're still, you know, they're still obviously making stormtroopers. They're still obviously making, 
you know, new well, shiny suits and too, shit. Is it a new clone army that is coming back, or is it random people signing up to be part of the new empire? Like a million John the, Boyegas? That are the clone yeah. troopers, yeah. <laughs> to where, you know, it's, it's poor kids on outer rim planets getting talked into joining the military. Yeah. No, no, at this point, it's definitely, they've, uh... People are talking about that, but don't they remember that uh, Luke wanted to go away and join this academy? And that's the academy he wanted to join was the yeah. Imperial Academy. You know, he wanted to go and become a, a Tie Fighter pilot. I said, "Poor kids on the Outer Rim." That yeah. was Luke. That's what they did, <laughs> right? So yeah, totally. So yeah, you're right there then, because that's you know he Boyega's either just been tossed into it, or as we talked about earlier, could be a rebel spy. Who the fuck knows? All we know is it was really, really fucking pretty. It yes. Is. Now, now it's a whole lot of speculation to the next <laughs> trailer yeah. that has another 12 seconds. Well, weird kind of time to put it out, eh? Like, you, you expect this to be a con event or something, or like... You well, know, it's one year. Yeah. yeah it's one year now. until the movie launches. It's attached to a movie that's released today in the UK, which is why they've had to put it out. Right, but... but... It's not a year today that it comes out, because it comes out in December 2015. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I was saying it's, yeah. it's roughly a year before oh, the movie roughly. comes out, so yeah. they're like, hey, we got about a year to go. We're right. still got eight months worth of post-production shots to finish yeah. in CGI. Here, here are the shots we just finished. But, yep, yeah. here's the four shots we finished that are completely CGI with flying X-Wings. <laughs> Check it out. Because, yeah, they didn't show us much on a grand scale. Like, no big uh, – well, they did with the ships, but, I mean, like, no big monsters or cities or – even a yeah, star all, destroyer. It was all fairly simple. Backgrounds, and then yeah, some ships that you know they're doing millions of sh- of scenes with. So they had to start on one of those scenes. Do you think they'll pull a Comic Con? Do you think they'll uh, like pull an Avengers and bring the whole cast out or do anything like? It'll be oh, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think so, right? Like Comic Con was almost right on Star Wars, you know. Hmm. Oh, because well, Disney has their own convention, right? Well, there's yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. Celebration. They'll definitely do something. Well, no, Star, 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 Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration, but Weekends. Disney also has their own convention. Yeah, they, they yeah. do Star Wars Weekends, and then they have something that's called like D21 or something like that, or D7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was D23 last year, wasn't it? That's it, D23. Because they could do another teaser at San Diego Comic-Con, do a bigger teaser at the Star Wars Celebration, and then actually bring the the whole cast and crew together and do them at the Disney convention because yeah. Disney's like, oh fuck y'all, we own Star Wars, we can do what we want with it now. You yeah. will come to our con, and motherfuckers will go. <laughs> Very good oh, point. Sure. Very mm-hmm. good point. <coughs> yeah, I mean to watch the trailer today, I could have waited five minutes for YouTube, but I had to download QuickTime <laughs> to watch it on the <laughs> Apple site. I was just like, should I open an AOL account while we're at it or? Well, it's funny because they had it on YouTube like pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty but quick, yeah. Not yeah. quick enough for the Jedi Ross. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your net now or never. Never. Oh, I don't yeah. think I was waiting. I don't think I was sitting oh. here, and it was all twitchy at first, and I was like, "Fuck off, internet." And I was like, just don't crash. It was funny because I watched it like three times on my phone before I realized that I own a tablet and an Xbox that has a YouTube app. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, now watch this three times. Yeah, I haven't heard of you Oh, dude, I, I, I was, I was, you know, I work at a medical dispensary, and I was selling weed to people and showing them the trailer. 
Have you seen this yet? <laughs> hey, Josh, speaking of weed. Yes. Um, you were able to pop in on the tail end of Chronic Con. Yeah, I did. It's um, it it first year that it was here. It, it's cool because it's in a, a a bar. It's a private club kind of thing. Like you a, have to like, like rent a box it. Social or like kind of like you have to like rent. You have to like rent it out or something like that. From a guy named Tony. I don't know, but they're uh, smoker friendly, as in <laughs> as in weed smoking friendly. Mm. Um. But uh, what's the guy's name? He was in uh, Flash Gordon. He's a little robot guy. You know, beady, beady, beady. Michael Silla or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember his name. But yeah. He was there. The guy that played Lurch from the Adam Family movies was there. Was it Chronic Con? What? <laughs> they yeah, celebrities? It, like... Yeah, and that's the thing. There was no comic there were no yeah. comic books whatsoever. There was just, um, I saw three or four uh, tables full of pipes and accessories. Uh, there was a go-go dancing team that was there that wasn't go-go dancing. Uh, and I never even saw the area in which you can go smoke weed at. Wow. Because you can't do it in the building because they have yeah, yeah. a liquor license. So you can lose your liquor license, but I, apparently they have like another building that isn't attached to the building. That's maybe that's where the party was at, but they should cut was... that shit out. Then they don't need to add liquor to the mix. Just bring in comic books and chronic. Like that's what you call yourself. That's just such a brilliant idea that it should be something pretty easy to pull off. Like, I mean, it, it was a two day event. It, one first day it was in Colorado Springs, which is like an hour and a half from downtown denver right and the second day was um in denver uh and like i said it's in this little tiny place <laughs> i drove past it three times before i realized it was there wow so we checked it out that you know everybody was leaving it was towards the end of the night of day two so uh we checked it out for what it was but um see what next year's like yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so much goodness going on. In fact, this is a perfect time for shouting out a big event um, that we're very, very excited to announce. The Kickstarter for Issue 2 of The Adventures of Super Stoner is now live. That's right, kids. Go to Kickstarter. Look up The Adventures of Super Stoner. Issue 2. Uh, these boys, Chip and Andy, fabulous fellas, what they did is they put up a Kickstarter for issue one, and it failed. It it, it, it crashed. And it, well, it didn't crash. It failed. It was not funded. And the reason I don't mind saying it like that is because these guys said, well, fuck you and fuck Kickstarter and fuck all that shit because we're going to make this fucking comic book. Guess what they did? They made the fucking comic book. Uh, you know, and uh, they had it going around at Cannabis Cup, actually, there last year in Denver. Uh, Tommy Chong himself gave it an A plus, and it's a great fun little book called The Adventures of Super Stoner. So all of you Super Stoners out there, go to Kickstarter, check it out. Uh, in fact, you can go to theadventuresofsuperstoner.com, check out what they have there. They've got merchandise, you can get issue one, uh, and it's cool, cool stuff, man. And it's if you want to support the cause and support uh, cannabis culture in the comic book world. Go check that shit out, and then go support issue two. 
uh, on Kickstarter. We're gonna make it happen. All they need is they're not even being greedy. They're asking for fifteen hundred bucks. Like, come on, that's that's so measly. That's so nothing. That's to print the book, and that's to make a couple appearances at cons with the book, and that's all it's for, man. They're just like, hey, help us print the shit. That's all you gotta do. No big whoop. So uh, do that. But uh, also. You can check out, if you're interested in other cannabis culture comic books, you can check out a project on Kickstarter called The Bud. And you can also check out a book. Uh, on, uh, they were already funded, so go to Twitter and check out at Superbud. And Superbud is also an excellent book. And those are three excellent examples of cannabis culture comic book craziness that you should all endorse and check out. So uh, it's good times. And uh, I wish I could get out there for... Uh, the cannabis cup someday too josh because that would that would be a hoot yeah i think it'd be fun to go to as well they should just combine them they should get together like the cannabis cup and denver comic-con they should get together and they should have a little like hybrid event (laughs) yeah that'll never happen Oh, that's a shame. Also, uh, what else is going on? What else can we think of, fellas? There is a brand new show that has come to the Points of Interest Podcast Network, and uh, it's kind of morphed out of an old show, but uh, it's kind of a reboot and a refreshing of uh, all the things that uh, our good friend Denerdette has uh, been through and learned in her podcasting journey. So starting fresh, you can now check Drop Tonight on pointsofinterestpodcast.com would be comics and coffee episode one and it's good time so go check that out also the return the bitches are back that's right master of raptors darth cleavage speak geek to me that came out of nowhere eh yeah <laughs> Indeed. yes yeah, yeah i got you know? i got a text from from uh, savannah she was like look guess what i just did <laughs> um, the the list of answers I could have given were many, but <laughs> the podcast would not have been one of them. Oh no. yeah. Also, no. uh, I I have to give kudos to Savannah on her her Porkins tattoo. Excellent, <laughs> excellent yeah. job. Yeah. She right did on? actually get a Porkins tattoo, which is amazing. Yes, right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> the, the chick is awesome. I cannot wait yeah. to meet her in Seattle. Oh, that'll be super, super rad. Uh, yeah, make that happen. More comings together of the points of interest. Uh, it's fucking rad. You you haven't met her in person yet, then? I thought you maybe had no. for some reason. No, nope. we've point. we've just been <laughs> you know chatting for this whole time. So it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That's good times indeed. Um. You know what? It's almost uh, – so they're kind of coming back off a little hiatus that they were on. So check out Speak Geek to me. Comics and, and coffee is rolling along here. Um, what, where's Hybrid Interest hiding at? What's going on with that? Is that happening? Uh, yeah, it's happening. Where's our where's – our, uh, I work, man. Where's our edge-of-the-seat interviews? Yeah, that's – I have to work a lot to make rent. And it First sucks. he's complaining he ain't got a job. Now he's complaining he has to work all the time. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. Well, I wouldn't have to work all the time if I actually got paid more, but uh, it's cool. It's cool. Wait, taken. You get paid in love of your employment, though, a lot. Yes. You know. I do. I get a lot of freebies and and. Oh, I don't mean. I just you want to come sit at a desk enjoyment. like me for eight hours and you know usually hate your life by the end of the day. No, that's the thing. I don't jobs. think I can. I don't think I can ever have another desk job. 
<laughs> I was going to say, man, I've been here for 36 hours at the minute. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've got a J-Web in there for 36 hours, and it's like 5.30 in the morning there or some crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> you are the Batman. <laughs> yeah. I work works all night, works all day. You can't stop him. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Um, yeah, so that's been happening. But, uh, you know, trying to pull the podcasts uh, out of certain shows that have been on hiatus, but then there's others that you can depend on all the goddamn time. And that's guys like Francis. And they're bringing to you a, a critical moment of awesome. Yeah. And uh, you're bringing out the you're bringing out the uh, back when we were interesting with Josh oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and Shelly, uh, your guys' new co-host, who I got to meet at the Great Allentown Comic Con. By the way, I'll also send out a quick shout and thank you to everyone. I hope you enjoyed our last little series there of uh, Great Allentown Comic Con episodes. It was a great honor. The last episode we dropped there with Miss Nichelle Nichols. That was a real honor to get to sit down and host her Q&A panel from the con. She was a delightful, delightful woman. And uh, it was really good times. And I even asked her about Truck Turner. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know what Truck Turner is? Nope. Okay. That's an old-school exploitation movie, isn't it? It is, starring (sighs) Michelle Nichols as a fucking ho-slapping pimpus. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's some old school shit right there oh Damn. she kicks ass she's got a fucking mouth that would make fucking it would make fucking Jackie Brown fucking blush I'm telling you it's fucking <laughs> she's so badass in this movie yeah I says to her I was like so you did a movie called Chuck Turner she looks at me she goes did I ever <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome <laughs> she's so cool oh she's just a rad rad woman so that was that was super fun and that happened they're going to be pulling the Philadelphia Comic Con going on in April they're stepping it up into a larger space uh, because they just keep moving on up moving on up <laughs> And uh, what else? You got some. You got like another show or something, don't you, Francis? I guess no. Oh, I guess the two at the moment, right? Right. Well, I guess I'll make an announcement. Um, in January, most likely, uh, Geek Love Radio will be coming back with Shelley as the female portion of the show. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. That's exciting news. Yeah, so we'll be bringing that again. Uh, so hopefully that's something to look forward to in 2015. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good indeed. Uh, Anthony Bachman, uh, we get the rare gem of the Next Element podcast occasionally. <laughs> and you also, every Sunday, can be found on All Things Good and Nerdy, and uh, which is part of the Gunna Geek podcast. And man, have they grown as a network. Uh, Chris, was he put, I saw some picture the other day of the iTunes page with all the podcasts on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts. I know Chris. All the hosts... things you have just said are true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out how they did that. Actually, how uh, they, you're able to do uh, that on iTunes and actually have a master know. feed. Well, the thing is, to do a master feed, you still got to have uh, an individual feed for each one of those podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how they set up that page. I think well, Chris is just a worker. I think. I, mean, I, I think Chris does it. I know t- Chris is pretty technically inclined, is he not? Yeah, he's pretty good at it. He, so it was probably either him or Stephen John, who's the big papa of the whole Gunna Geek Network. He started the whole thing. Right, right. One of them was probably involved with getting that thing set up. 
I didn't have shit to do with it. That's what I know. <laughs> I show up Sunday. I turn on my camera. That's my whole job. I love I it. I take my pants off. I sit down, and that's right. And things get to rolling. And that's nice. Well, bacon time. If you like your uh, if you like your podcasts uh, a little more punk rock, then you need to go to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Uh, PointsofInterestPodcast.com. Go there. Check that shit out. Uh, it was gone for a day, but it returned in a blaze of glory. <laughs> you know, I feel bad about that. I actually got a notice saying, uh, your thing's about to expire. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Josh about that. And I totally fucking smoked a joint for God or some shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these people are tweeting, where's the networks, dude? <laughs> Now you know. <laughs> well, a- Anthony hit me up. He was like, "Hey, uh, your website's missing." <laughs> yeah, and what's awesome is that I did that because Chris told me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And no, it, yeah. it was crazy because I didn't even the email. I apparently had gotten it, but it got dumped into a different, like a like a junk email box. And I'm like, "That's not that's not junk." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I actually need that one, stupid computer. <laughs> Uh, excellently well done and uh jay webb here jay webb uh reviews comic books and uh you can find them on uh points of interest podcast.com as well just go to uh reviews and there are reviews and there's lots of good stuff out there that uh i hope to be adding some more reviews myself i've been reading lots of good stuff lately so it's uh it's been super super fun but uh, I think that about rounds it out, kids. Uh, the Force has awakened. It's awakened in a big, bad way. And it's got weird little pointy things shooting off the side of it. And, <laughs> That's uh, right. It's, uh, you know, the memes, uh, like Anthony said, have gone crazy. So go out there, check them out. And uh, that's good. Thank you, gentlemen. Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man. And you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. So this is Jay Webb. We're talking about Gotham tonight. Um, this show started. Everybody, of course, got excited. It, it was hard for me to get past a little bit of not having Batman in the show. Um, I think I've been proven completely wrong because not only is Batman in the show, but... he's very, very firmly in the show, at least the spirit of what's going to become Batman. Um, I, the main criticism I heard of this show when it began was, uh, and the first episode was kind of bam, 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 as far as introducing all the villains and the players. I think they have done an absolutely incredible job of weaving that all together where it does not feel convoluted and actually makes quite a bit of sense how everything's working out what do you think jay <clears throat> yeah absolutely it's uh it's definitely pulled together i mean yeah, everyone sort of shot it down at first but i think it's just improved to no end oh incredible like did you feel that way in the beginning that it was kind of uh it was throwing too much at us at once you know what i mean <laughs> no nah, not enough <laughs> <laughs> It's never enough. enough for you, is it, Jay? <laughs> nah. They've made it make sense with all these characters. And it's not just that yeah. they threw a bunch, but they, they all have their place in the story. I love the fact that it really kind of has become... There's three stories going on in my mind. You've got Gordon's story, you've got Bruce Wayne's story, and you've got the Penguin story. 
Yeah. And I feel like this entire the entire crime portion of it, it's really, really revolving around the penguin heavily. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah. Totally setting it up for I don't know, like last episode, by the way, of course, spoilers, kids. We can't talk about this show without spoiling the <laughs> shit out of it. But when he in the last two episodes really started making certain plays and when you found out that he was actually working for Falcone when, yes. he, when he met him like at the chicken coop or whatever, yes, that, that was quite okay. So, cause it, I haven't been sure. Is he just a bumbling kind of bad guy or is he going to turn out to be a mastermind, you know? Yeah. He's, he's going to be interweaved in everything. Isn't he? I think that's what's happening. They're totally setting him up to be like this total pe- penguin. He's going to be the court lord. Yeah, totally. And it's 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 smart because Penguin's never really been treated with the kind of respect. He's never been treated with this much respect. No, like, you know, not in, so. yeah, in the comics he's kind of this, you know, funny little gangstery dude, whatever. Yeah. And in the, you know, Tim Burton presents him as this monster the monster side of him, you know. Oh! Hey, my name is not Oswald. It's Penguin. I am not a human being. I am an animal, cold-blooded. But this is hardcore. This is like, yeah, this is building something. The penguin has never been treated with such respect and intelligence in the in the whole ideas of what he's cooking up. You know, like the kid played is amazing. Isn't he good? He's. Uh... Did you see? Uh, are you up on your Walking Dead? Yes, yeah, uh, this week. Uh, the couple episodes, I think it was the first episode when they were at the trough, when they were, yeah. you know, slicing people up at the at the trough yeah. there. Uh, the one guy was that actor, um, the blonde guy, and he was a hippie. He was like a hippie boyfriend in an earlier episode, in an earlier season. And uh, they flew him back just to do that one scene over the trough. And nobody realized it was actually the guy playing the Penguin until they actually talked about it on The Walking Dead, I'm pretty sure. The Talking Dead, sorry. So that is super cool. And yeah, we have to get this guy's name because Robin Lord Taylor. That's right. That's his name, Oswald. Oswald Cobblepot. He's doing a bang-up job, and he really throws you off. Sometimes he seems like... Uh, just like bolt out crazy and at other times he seems like an idiot yeah. and other times he seems like uh, one thing I find curious is how you know he bottle stabbed the guy in the car in the neck yeah you know, when those two yeah. guys picked him up and he's like oh, I yeah, that was yeah, God. <laughs> yeah he hasn't got like he can get that violent but at times yeah. when you'd expect him to he's not and no not at all he does have it's more like kind of thing in it yeah he's got definitely more restraint than i would have expected like this character is just like it grows by the week it's so insane like i think that was what their key maybe they were smart enough to be like the only way we're gonna pull off this show is if it's a serious case study of like character development like you know like james gordon that's pretty obvious and 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 he's grown in the fact that yeah he's he's almost incorruptible he's not like the perfect dude but He's yeah. not going to stop. He's going to try to kick his, as much ass as he can, right? Yeah. Same thing with Bruce. Did you expect him to, like, delve into Bruce this much? Not at all. Not at all. 
Yeah, they've gone deep. It, it was fine until it was okay until he said, "Can you teach me how to fight?" That's what and got that yeah. Was it. That was it. <laughs> Alfred is so badass, dude. <laughs> like when he took out the when he took out the Fish Mooney's boy there, and he put him yeah, down. But, yeah. <laughs> it was just like yes, pulls he's a knife that knife to the throat. Well, it's very in line with uh, was it Earth One? Earth One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was that was just a graphic novel, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah it was a one-off, and yeah, and that one, he's total like total like, you know, MI6 British like fucking kick-ass spy guy, right? So that kind of makes sense to me. Um, I lo- you know, it's good they're gonna go with that way. And Sean Pertwee, he's just killing it too. Like, yeah. yeah. He's it's almost perfect. There's ever, is there anyone in the show that bothers you? Like, I, a lot of people aren't happy with Aaron Richards, uh, Barbara. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but I think it well, makes sense. Well, I don't know what the whole lesbian thing's about. No, that's that's weird. That's doesn't, it doesn't fit. That's the one thing about the show that doesn't fit to me. I don't get where that's coming from. That just seems like thrown in there. You know what I mean? It fits to be Montoya as well. Yeah, that's that, – I don't – like maybe – like it's – I don't know. It doesn't fit to the point where almost maybe they were just trying to do it to be inclusive or something, but yeah. it just – it doesn't make sense to me. I, that's the one little part that bothers me is I'm like, yeah, that's 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 not super cool. But how about <laughs> Fish Mooney? Jada Pinkett Smith, when I first heard she was going to be on this show, I was like, meh, you know. But she oh, has, she's killed it. it. Yeah, totally yeah. killing it. Um, I don't know if you were in the conversation, but somebody had mentioned how Eartha Kitt she is. Yes, yeah. You remember that? I don't know if we were talking yeah. about that, but uh, it's yeah. very true. Like, she's totally taken on this Eartha Kitt, like, aura to yeah. her, her performance, and it's it's pretty sweet. Well, she speaks and moves and everything. It's so controlled, eh? Like, in the beginning, I thought it was a little hard. Like, this is going to get tired, her talking like this. But she seems to have, like, she's smoothed it out and she's found, like, a balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was um, a couple of weeks ago where Penguin gives her the brooch with the the dagger in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just stabs him in the hand. (laughs) See, that's what I mean. He shows restraint. You know, he yeah. could have tweaked out. He could he could be pulling so much more shit, but he's just yeah, he's totally he's working to the top and it's really cool to see. I also noticed oh what scene was it? I noticed another Joker kind of Easter egg. Uh I think it's when uh there's like a gang scene or something. Oh, what was it? I can't remember. There's a part where fewer people were walking and you hear like a laugh in the background. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you notice that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I totally caught that laugh, and I was like, "Oh!" And they keep throwing. It's like the tiniest shit that you almost would not notice at all. Well, I was wondering who the guy, who the guy was running the gang, that was trying to give up Selena. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's guy's got that slip back hair and stuff. They're going to save it for a while. I mean, we're not going to see the Joker for a long nice. while, if if ever, I don't think. But it is fun that they're throwing that. Yeah, but who are those people? Like They're just yeah. like the Hitman, eh? And the Hit Girl. Like, yes. Where the hell are these? Yeah. Uh, League of Assassins? Or sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, League of Assassins, right? No. Yeah. 
Yeah, Shadows. Yeah, the League of Shadows. What am I talking about? Yeah, the it told. I wonder if it's gonna connect in there somewhere. You know, yeah. they can't ignore that forever. I was really surprised that. Uh, I don't know if they can though, because um, they're an arrow, aren't they? Well, this this is where. See, this is a shameful thing. Is I have not seen hardly any Arrow. I saw like the yeah. first two episodes, and now I know that I'm I'm vastly behind and need to do like one of these yeah. binge watching. Yeah, you already did. You yeah, really, really I know. So I'm going to sit down. What is it? Three? Are we in season three or are we in season, season four? Season three, yeah. Season three. Oh, my God. It's just about to be, I think, episode eight. Well, that's which not is too the... far bad into the into the third one, but I got to sit down. I got to go from the beginning. But I was really surprised when they announced that, uh, that Ra's al Ghul, they were going to bring in Arrow. It's like they're doing yeah. Batman, but yeah. Arrow, you know? <laughs> that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's kind yeah. This, of... I think this week is um, is the Flash crossover with Arrow. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. Well, they, we already know. Like, I'm glad they're not even considering doing any of this like crossover stuff because really, it's like uh, the, the times just don't work, right? Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have Arrow that much older than yes. uh, yeah. Than the other guys, you know what I mean? It makes it doesn't make a lot of sense. But yes, it's cool that they're gonna take. Well, if they can't put Ra's al Ghul anywhere else, they'll put him there. But then it can be maybe a younger version they could bring in eventually into yeah. the Gotham series. You know, it would be good. So, it would be good, but I don't know. Well, it I think it works legally in in the states, like it's uh, see. The yeah, they could bring anybody into Gotham. I mean, they bring in uh, I you know everybody thinks they're doing too much, and then uh, and then Victor Zaz shows up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going too far by bringing this crazy one in. And then you watch the episode, and then you're like, yeah, no, not at all. This is absolutely yeah. perfectly wonderful. It makes yeah, absolute good sense. Oh yeah, and uh, well, it was it was, it was crazy how uh, see here's what. It, I don't know if maybe they're going to move fast with where they're going to go with the, the rest of the season because he spent all this time going through so much shit trying to fight to a place where, uh, you know, like, like you know, he can start doing some good, right? Yeah. And then, uh, Sorry, and not. then the cops all turn on him, right? Nobody helps him out, and he's got to do yeah. his whole thing with Victor Zaz and everything. And... And then Harvey kind of starts becoming good again, you know, and Harvey's yeah. actually going to like, you know, do whatever the fuck he needs to do. And then he gets shipped off to go to Arkham. Like it's yeah. it felt too cut. Like he went through so much shit. And then it was just that last little thing, him telling the mayor to screw himself. That's yeah. what did it. You know, it, I don't know. Yeah. that. See, going into Arkham is going to be the big one, I think. This is going to lead to the mid-season the mid-season finale, isn't it? It is most likely, and I think so. uh, well, that was the mid-season finale, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think, think the was, last one was the mid-season, and then we go with, uh, and then the next, the rest of the season picks up in Arkham. But it all seems quick. What's he going to do? Be a yeah. bodyguard? Like, how do you get assigned to Arkham? Like. Yeah. He's not in the prism system or anything. That's just kind of like I guess the mayor could pull some strings <laughs> and do what he wanted to, but 
He's part of the family, though, isn't he? Part of the Falcone family. And And even him, even right down to Richard Kind playing the mayor. Like, you know, a guy you're so used to seeing in certain comedic roles and stuff. And then. Yeah, I only ever see him in Scrubs, to be fair. Say again? I only ever see him in Scrubs, to be fair. Oh, was he in Scrubs? (laughs) Yeah, he was the uh, hypochondriac guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it'll be neat to see. Like, like I wonder what's gonna happen. Like, obviously they're gonna go into Arkham, and it's neat how it's like kind of being repopulated. Yeah. Like, it hasn't yeah. been used for this purpose, and uh, and now they're kind of turning it into what it's gonna become in Batman's time. So, you know, and oh, how about uh, how about Poison yeah. Ivy? Yeah, creepy yeah. as shit, or what? So I'm not sure about the Audrey Pepper bit, but. Yeah, yeah, that's a little she, that's a little stretching it. But they have to they had to make some things work, right? The kids to be fair, they're all sort of pulling it out. Yeah, but that kid that shit was just creepy, man. She was Yeah. Excellently creepy. Like these kids are fantastic. And this this hat girl, this uh this Selena Kyle. Uh Cameron Binko uh Bikendova? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, but I've talked about this before, how this kid amazes me. I am, I'm mesmerized by this child because she's what? They're 12 years old and they're 12 years old. And this girl comes off at times like she's 40. You know what I mean? Like, unbelievable talent and just there's something about like when you look at her like say you just looked at a profile of her face she looks like one of those girls who you could you almost couldn't tell their age you wouldn't think she was a 12 year old 12 year old girl if you were just like yes you know looking at a shot of her face it it just wouldn't wouldn't happen so totally kind of crazy but uh quite impressed and I'm glad they put so much Bruce into it too. Hey, uh, the 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 one bad guy, yeah, the, the goat. Yeah. I found it. I found it very interesting how, of course, they you yeah. know they're going to Easter egg as much as they can, so yeah. the mask has Stop a very Batman feel to yeah. it, right? Yeah, and uh, but in a way, I thought it was neat how they kept yeah. saying you can never get rid of the goat. The goat will always come back. And, you know, can in a, in a yeah. way, is the bat, the goat, you know, coming back around? Yeah. They do so much foreshadowing like that. I fucking love it, man. And there's just so many moments. There's just so little things. Oh, my God. That if, you don't, if you don't read Batman, you wouldn't ever, mm-hmm. ever see. Yeah. Oh, no. And people are freaking out because they want it, they want it yeah. too quick now. But, I mean, we got to wait, like, ten yeah. years if we want this show to actually – I don't have a back, you know. Just imagine him sitting in an armchair, like. <laughs> I think. And doing the whole year one thing at eighteen. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, people are yeah. people want the mustache already. I think it's way too early for the mustache because it doesn't. It doesn't. It, he's too. He's too fresh for it right now. I could see when he gets a little older and a little gruffer because. I don't know. He's just nailed it, man. You can tell this yeah. kid sat down yeah, and read definitely. read something. Do you know what I mean? Like he he, he definitely took a bunch yeah. of different Gordons and kind of 
put them <coughs> together for sure. I see. Well, he had history, didn't he? Because um, he he was Batman in year one, wasn't he? Ben McKenzie was. He was. Be- oh yeah, no, so yeah, he had, yeah. He had history, <laughs> which is that sort of story. Uh, yeah, I wonder how much he looked into it, like yeah. for then too. But but that is also. That's a Gordon he could have identified yes. with, yeah. a bit younger Gordon. Yeah, totally. I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just nailed it to the point of the of like he's almost he's almost he's way more pent up than I would have expected Gordon to be. Like, he's almost ready to pop at any moment. Yeah. And it, you know, there were there were many versions of Gordon that were that way, but not so often that you think of it and for him to choose that portrayal to be like where I'm going to be that fucking Jim Gordon who just yeah. fucking beats the shit out of people like <laughs> and what snap and kill someone at any point yeah yeah so uh and let's also discuss this fellow what's this uh I gotta look at whatever this guy's name is and it's not on the initial list I will look, but I am thinking about Mr. Harvey Dent. Yes. Uh, is he not on here? Here we go. Nicholas Dagost. Uh, why is these all difficult names? Nicholas Dagosto. Yep. Dagosto. Uh, totally neat. Um, yeah. I like the fact that they made him snap like that and go kind of two-sided yeah. before he flips to show that they're they're doing this. They're showing that there's some basis for these people becoming these ridiculous characters, right? Yeah. Like, That's it. Yeah. It's nice that he's already got the coin. He's already yeah. kind of got this split personality. And then, you know, whenever eventually... Really pull it out. But yeah, totally. Because I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. No. I was just like, okay, what's happening here? And uh, yeah, young sort of day I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And they they've got so much stuff they can hold on to. Like even though they've brought in all these characters, they can still stretch out what happens to them in the future, right? So I mean, I mean, Harvey Dent could be just Harvey Dent for the next five years if this show does well. Yeah. And then they don't have to start jumping sharks till the end and pulling out their Harvey Dents. Imagine the last few. If this makes it like just three, four seasons of building, they can start winding down by doing all that stuff. But I mean, I'm I think in their minds they hope they can go ten years and have yeah. some sort of Batman. Could you see this kid in the next ten years going from who he is to being Batman? Oh yeah, I oh, absolutely nail it. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the physicality. Like he's a tiny kid. Yeah. Like we'd have having to... ten years to build on the character. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, he's like that one part when uh, Alfred takes him to the kid's house to, you know, the kid uh, yeah. to confront the kid, and he's just like, no, there would be immense shame in it. Just yeah. like, okay, this kid was raised differently. This kid actually growing up to be like, he's he's totally got that. When he was like, no, there would be yeah. immense shame in it. You know, he's starting already, which I guess if you're going to grow up to be the psycho that Batman is, you'd have to start that early, right? Yeah, like you'd have to be that hardcore into it that you're just like study nuts. And it does show you that there's something in the family like this kid was already raised to have a different ideal than, you know. Yeah, the moral compass is high. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, just shows you because you keep hearing about how important Thomas and Martha Wayne were, but nobody really gets why. You know, like there's a part they were talking about. Was it Harvey talking about that or something? Harvey Bullock, and they were just like, "Yeah, I don't yeah. Get, get why." Like they died, and just something's not right now. Like everything's screwed up. You know. So I think that's super rad. I think it's uh, I think it's gone in a beautiful direction. Beautiful acting, beautiful writing. Um. And it looks so good too, eh? Yeah. Like down to the costuming they've put into it, like Fish Mooney and Penguin, just those outfits, like yeah. you know. And how about how about throwing Carol Kane in there as the Penguin's mom, yeah. eh? Yeah. Like just a total different twist on stuff. Because what I'm I'm a little confused about because the Cobblepots that we know were an influential Gotham family, right? At some point, at least. Now, has this been presented? Because it doesn't seem so. It just seems like he's an underling working his way up, right? Yeah. I think he just got him at the bottom and worked his way up. I, it's not that I expected it to be bad, but it's just so much even better than I expected it to be. Yeah. It's just, it's it's too good. It's... Yeah. I'm getting more and more excited as the weeks go on and they build this thing. It's making me want to skip ahead 10 years, but we got to be patient. We're going to have some Batman Superman coming our way soon enough in another year or so. So we'll have to (laughs) say again. Not soon enough. Of course not soon enough, but, uh, it's, uh, it's been, it's been good. We're very excited for it. Gotham is a great show. It's more than we could have asked for. It's more than we could have expected. Uh, you know, a few minor irritations, like what's up with the lesbians, which it's weird that we care so much about Batman and being true to Gotham that we're like, what's up with the lesbians, man? Yeah. <laughs> lesbians in the comics. What's going on? Yeah, we should be like, they put lesbians in Batman. <laughs> right on <laughs> but because it doesn't fit no 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 that's nah. that that doesn't work it's it doesn't work literally <laughs> well, i was not lesbian no <laughs> oh super cool um we will talk again and jay will come back many many times and we will discuss again the bat thanks jay i was and uh that is all we're gonna have this week on an elegant weapon take it easy